I remember being very young the first time I got to see Ghostbusters. And I remember simply the fact that it was just, you know, it came out before I was born. And even the year the sequel came out, I was still very young. Um, and it wasn't really one of the first films that I went to go see in theaters. I remember the first films I ever saw in theaters being the Batman movie, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, even the Dick Tracy movie I saw in a little movie theater down uh, on like Bay 23rd Street in Brooklyn. And I forget what the name of the movie theater is. It shut down when I was really young. But I never got to see either of the Ghostbusters films in movies. But when I did finally get to see them, I just was such a fan. Like, I love the Ghostbusters. I'm not going to say I'm a diehard fan, but I can literally watch both of those movies without fail. Like, I think they are just so well written. All all the actors are great in it. I love Dan Aykroyd. I love Harold Ramis. Who doesn't love Bill Murray at this point? You know what I'm saying? It's just... The first films are just such a triumph when it comes to storytelling and just the the comedy aspect and everything about those films are just, they make them true classics. Now, it's been, second one was 1989, I believe, and here we are in 2021 and we have a legitimate third installation in that universe now of course everybody knows about the reboot we got back in 2016 the all uh female casted reboot um i'm not gonna say that i'm not gonna say anything negative about that one really you know i'm not gonna say that it was bad i'm not gonna say that it was good you know it's just it's not what real fans of the first two wanted what we wanted was a sequel and what we got was this film that is just such a heartwarming applaud to what the first two gave us. Now, I do know when you look it up that the f- second film is very much regarded as being a c- kind of commercial failure. Like, it does not have good ratings on most rating websites. It is not well-reviewed by a lot of really big movie critics I'm not a big movie critic. I'm a dude with an opinion. And truthfully, I think both movies are great. Of course, the first one is better. Of course. The first one is always better. If there was ever a case that the sequel doesn't live up to its predecessor, this could definitely be a top contender for that. Because it doesn't live up to the first one. But it's just as enjoyable. It's it ju- it's just a- as much fun as the first one was. Granted, the first one is a classic. Now, this third one... The Ghostbusters Afterlife is just, it's coming at such, I don't want to say like a perfect time, but like to feed off of that nostalgia almost, where kind of what like Jumanji picked up on, you know what I mean? Like these films that are sort of reboots, sort of sequels, you know, without being direct sequels technically they are direct sequels it's like it's just a perfect and it also feeds off of the nostalgia of all of us who grew up with that you know people who are in their 30s and 40s who loved these films and anybody who's kind of younger than that anybody born after you know 2000 maybe they haven't been exposed to it 
You know, I mean, maybe they just haven't had the chance to. My, I have a 16-year-old niece. She's never seen Beetlejuice. So if she's never seen Beetlejuice, she's probably never seen Ghostbusters. Granted, maybe that's my fault she's never seen Beetlejuice. But I'm not always with her, and trying to get her to sit and watch a film without her being on her phone is tough, but I digress. Anyway, this film did everything that I was expecting it to do. It's a, it's takes place... 21, 31, 32, no, not 32. It would take place so many odd years after the first one because what it is is they've kind of rewrapped the story from the very first movie, kind of ignored the sequel, and went off all of the premises of that first film. Now, they made it make sense. It made perfect sense. I didn't have a single complaint about where they were going with it. The fact that Incorporated Gozer again, I loved. I think what they did to reincorporate Gozer was, it it made perfect sense. Um, What it is, is the story of um, Egon kind of not losing his mind, but everybody thinking he did. Because he truly believed that Gozer was going to come back. And nobody else believed him. So he runs away and he goes into the middle of nowhere and he eventually winds up dying. Which, you know, makes sense because unfortunately um, the late great Harold Ramis has passed away many years ago. And he wasn't really able to see the, 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 the triumph that was this third film. Now... This takes place, again, many years after that, where in some way, shape, or form, Egon had gotten married, and I guess divorced, but they had, you know, a daughter, and this daughter now has two kids, and she's like, I never knew my dad, I didn't even know he was a Ghostbuster, neither of the kids knew that he was a Ghostbuster, and of course there's that generational, like, scientists skip thing. So, like, she's not really into science. She has a son, played by one of the dudes from Stranger Things. He's not into science. But the daughter, played by McKenna Grace, is really into science. So, she picks up on all these things that are in the house that, after he died, he'd left to them. And she starts kind of experimenting and learning about everything that her grandfather did in the past. Now... Let's just give a big round of applause to McKenna Grace for not only playing the role very well, but I also love, I saw it on my feed not too long ago, she always plays like the young version of all of these other big, big characters in other films. Like she played young, um, the young figure skater in the I, Tanya movie, um, headed by Margaret Robbie. So she played a young Margaret Robbie. She played young Sabrina in the chilling adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. She's just, she's all over the place and she's such a great actress. And it's just nice to see her kind of get a role where she's not playing the young version of anybody. She's just kind of her own character. So it was great to see that, um, Finn Wolfhard who plays the brother is the kid from stranger things. He looks really old. I don't know what to expect from Stranger Things 4 now that these kids are no longer kids. They they look like they're going to be in their 20s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Millie Bobby Brown, she looks like, you know, she could be, at, uh, she's almost in her 20s. Like, all these kids, they can't play them off as elementary school kids or high school kids anymore. They're getting too old. But again, I digress. Back to this film. Now, as they're learning 
all of the history of their grandfather and the history of the Ghostbusters, you know, they realize they're coming up on the day that Goes is meant to come back. And it's this thing where Goes comes back every like 34 years and there's always a natural disaster and they have to stop it. So I might spoil this for a few people who haven't seen it yet. But I don't care because it was a very emotional moment for me seeing what happens. And I'm just going to talk about that really quick. So if you want to stop it, if you haven't seen it yet, please, by all means, stop it here. But we're going to talk about the very ending of it where, of course, it looks like they're not going to win. Gozer comes back. She tracks them all down. They try to stop her, but they're not strong and experienced enough. And, of course, who comes out of nowhere? Dan Aykroyd. Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, all doled out in the ori- in their original characters' state where the original Ghostbusters have come to save the day. And of course, they're missing Egon because Egon has passed away. Now, oh man, the one thing I always said would be a missed opportunity if they ever did do another Ghostbusters film. And I know, like, there are some people that think it's controversial to do this when it comes to characters that, or actors, I say, that pass away, and you try to reinvent their characters in a film in some way. But using that that uh, projector technology to reinvent people and put them into these films, you know, they've done it with Paul Walker. They did it with um, a lot of things that dealt with Carrie Fisher, even just Mary, making Carrie Fisher look super young in the Rogue One film. Like, the technology is so crazy right now that it can do things like this. But the fact that Harold Ramis passed away and the Ghostbusters was such a... such a triumphant moment for him. Like, this was a film that he loved. He loved doing, he loved writing it, he loved being part of it so much that to honor him by portraying him as a literal ghost in this film, but, like, just the ghost of somebody who knew that he had something to finish. And you, when he finally pops up and you see him, he looks so good. It looked so true to what that actor would look, would have looked like from how he looked in the first film to the second film to the years that have passed and how everybody else looks. He looked so good. They did him such justice for that character in this film. And there's a scene where all three of them, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, the characters are all staring at him like, we're sorry we didn't believe you, you know, we miss you, buddy. And then he has a moment where he gets to hug his granddaughter and then he kind of deteriorates away. And I got to tell you, from the bottom of my heart, I cried in the movie theater because that was a not just me being a fan, knowing that this was an opportunity to really do something tremendous like that, but to know that they respected it so much to do it in such a delightful manner it was just so heartwarming because it's not just the character in the film. It's the character in real life. You know, there was a great film, um, one of Robin Williams' last films, um, The Angriest Man in Brooklyn. 
there's a scene in that film where he's yelling at that camera, yelling at somebody recording him, and he's yelling into the camera how much, like, you know, life sucks and how much you got to, you know, do what you can and how much you want to be there for people, but you can't. And it's a really good little monologue moment. And it just... He's screaming at the camera, but you see it from the camera's perspective, so you think he's screaming at you. And Robin Williams always had this great presence of being able to dish out these kind of worldview-like speeches or idioms and monologues that were just so life-changing that for the character of Egon to, to, for them to pull up Harold Ramis and for him to not say a word and for it to just be so moving in that moment where a lot of it is, you know, very few bits of dialogue and just cherishing just him standing there and everybody looking at him and just the acknowledgement that yes, this is in the movie. They're cherishing the character in the movie but they're also cherishing somebody who is a part of history with them. This is a friend of theirs. This was a real person, not just this character, but the person who portrayed this character. And it was just such a joy to see. And as a fan, I really, really loved it. And I don't think any film for the rest of the year is going to top the feeling I get just talking about the end of this film. It's a tremendous... A tremendous feat for it to have gotten so simple in that moment for it to mean so much and I guarantee you I'm not the only one that felt that way and what I do have to say I appreciate is apparently we're gonna get more and that sounds great apparently from what they were doing in the in the end of the film they're meant to lead into another Ghostbusters film, which would be fantastic because there are still some characters I wish they got portrayals of in this film. It was, this film was written by uh, Jason Reitman, who is the son of um, Ivan Reitman, who was behind one of the many minds behind the first film. And the fact that his son has kind of picked up that mantle and, you know, brought it forth with this second film, you know, it's just really nice to see that it's going in this direction of people that actually care about this series in a way. So expect more. I'm expecting more, but I'm not expecting many films to be able to top what this film did to me uh, by the end of it. And it was just so great. And I'm so appreciative that I got to see that in the theater when I got to see it. It just, uh, I just, I loved it. I loved it so much.